Hey everyone, welcome to Living in the Question podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Elena. And today we have a special guest. We've been talking about having a guest on and here we are. We have Brayden today. Hi Brayden. (laughs) We're excited to have this episode. Um, There's a lot of things that we want to talk about, but first off, me and Elena really wanted to have like a single dad on because I feel like we talk about our experience as being single moms and what that's like, but we want to have the other perspective. Yeah. And to be able to hear from that perspective, you know, <laughs> Can you imagine if we ask our exes, Hey, you want to be on our podcast? Want to be on the podcast? Talk about hell how no. much you don't like me. <laughs> that would be chaotic. Could you imagine? Oh, oh hell no. God. We don't need to give them that platform. <laughs> no. It would be cool if they could actually sit down and have an honest conversation right. about things from their could. perspective. I wonder if they could. We might have to do that like honestly. Like, yeah. yeah. Or we could without yeah. getting mad or upset. Like, Ooh. hey, let's get on here and talk about our situation because so many people get divorced. Mm. It happens so much and mm-hmm. it's so frowned upon. Right. Why is it so frowned upon? Like people grow and evolve. But I feel like I felt so much shame when I decided to leave. I was embarrassed. Like, well, I think it's too, because we're raised, like you stick in a relationship and that's what you do. You work on it. You like families are forever. Yes. Right. Maybe that's just Utah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It is us growing up in Mormon culture, but also I just think it's like our past, like that's in the old days, that's what they did. They got married. They never got divorced. You know what I mean? But it's becoming um, like more of a current thing where a lot more people are getting divorced. Especially in today's day and age after COVID and everything, it seems like everyone is going, like everybody's going through some shit, but it seems like a lot of relationships have been ending lately. Yeah. A lot more than normal. And it's like when you get a car or somebody else gets a car and then you start seeing that same model of car everywhere. Right. Yeah. As soon as you get divorced, all of a sudden you're in this car where you you see divorce yeah you see divorce everywhere I go everybody I talk to someone's been divorced their dad's been divorced oh yeah you think about like your parents and their friends and yeah aunts and uncles and I mean out of my our parents Mm -hmm. family yeah there's only two of them out of eight kids that haven't been Mm -hmm. see but it's interesting that's crazy yeah it is kind of crazy it's interesting though because you think about it and it's like yeah, now in our world today, more people are getting divorced. And it's like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, it's probably both. But also, it it makes me wonder if like, that's going to keep continuing. And like, people just aren't, don't want to be committed. You know what I mean? And right. then they like, just kind of, you have an issue and you just like drop that person. That worries Ooh, me that like, what if that culture. starts to happen? You know what I mean? Well, more often the- and more often. Does the perfect wife that everyone sees on their phone is they're, they're scrolling through Instagram right. or TikTok or whatever. Right. And then they see them not having this perfect life where they're traveling all the time or they're, they have the perfect house, the perfect kids. Yeah. And they think that they need that. So they leave their current setup instead of like grass know, is greener the, attitude. It, I was going to go right into <laughs> the grass grows where you water it the most. Right. Yeah. That is so, so true. If you're going to go find a new lawn, like fine, but yeah. you could have that image of what your perfect relationship is. If you, and fixed your own right right but sometimes you just need to get out too you know what I mean so weird it's so weird to think about like Uh it is but to get to that place like what you went through with yours that's that's like how how did you go from like that whole process because you said that you had um 
it was like your dentist that you'd talk to. Oh yeah, my were, dental hygienist. Yeah, still yeah. Like really releasing all of your problems to her. And she's like, well, if I see you in six months and you're still feeling this way. Like you got to do yeah. something. So how was that whole process? It was like, that was the one thing that was like the cherry on top that made me realize how long I'd actually been in it. Cause like, like hit you. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I was not abused. Like my husband was amazing to me. He mm-hmm. really was. It just, we didn't connect on a level that I needed. Yeah. And I was like, how could I have everything, but feel so freaking lonely? Right. I don't like, I don't feel good. And yeah. it was, I like gaslighted myself. Cause I'm like, wait, why don't you feel good? You have everything. You have the money, you have the house, you have the car, you have the toys, you have everything. It must be you. It's me. Oh yeah. my God, I'm such a bitch. And then yeah. I like think about like my dad and I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm just like my dad. I'm just kind of hard to deal with. I'm impossible to please. Mm. And just all these like mm. self-limiting beliefs that still to this day, like I have. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, but no, I'm not though. Like I'm a good person and I'm nice and I don't expect too much. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that in our family, it is passed down to like be perfect and be all the things. But I think that that's just society right now. It's Mm -hmm. like as a mom, I'm going to speak for us because obviously I'm not a dad, but like (laughs) as a mom, like you're supposed to get up at six and have your kids breakfast made. That's healthy. And then get off to work, get your workout in, get all your work done, get the laundry, clean the house. Yeah. And have all this stuff. Perfect. (laughs) Meanwhile, like take care of your own self, fit a shower in there, mow your lawn, like, and do all of these things. And men like say it lightly, but (laughs) typically men, like at least in our family and stuff, like yesterday, my dad's sitting at the counter waiting for my mom to feed him. And I laugh Mm. about it, but I'm like, dad like she's freaking slaving away go get your own food get yourself some (laughs) damn food like why are women expected to do it all plus work full-time well some men get in that mindset like i'm the breadwinner i'm the one going out to work nine to five so i should come home and life should be easy i should just be able to kick up a chair right have a beer and a fire in my backyard and be left alone for the rest (laughs) of the neighbor last night sadie's neighbor last night was freaking out because all he wanted was a effing beer when he gets home all i want to do is come home and have my fucking beer in peace everybody leave me alone never leave me alone it's like okay well when your wife works 40 hours a week too why is she the one that's expected to hold up the entire house as well yeah right like you know talking about that's literally like old world stuff it is like how we've been bred to be you know what i mean but like like, nothing changed except women picked up a job yeah like what the hell right but i think our generation though is starting to break out of that yeah more women are working more dads are staying home like there's there's a balance happening and it's kind of beautiful it is like that it is so we haven't even introduced really brayden (laughs) he is (laughs) so speaking of like being a single mom and single dad like what was that transition for you like so you got a divorce like a year ago right yeah Mm -hmm. about about so what was that transition for you like like being in the home you know with your wife and your kids and then all of a sudden like not like what was that transition for you like um and can you give like an overview of how it went down not you don't have to go into detail but like you left or she left I left Mm -hmm. yeah so um I don't have any facts to back it up and I honestly don't want to talk too much like bad about her or the decisions that she made but 
Um, she probably had been seeing this guy for a while. And then I caught her on a phone call in the middle of the night, um, speaking to him on speakerphone. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then I we tried to make it work where we stayed in the same house for like a week and a half. <laughs> Did the same thing. Yeah. But it doesn't work. I just told Sadie this like lingerie started to show up, I found a Kama Sutra book under the bed, like just not and then like condoms on the couch and stuff like that and just it wasn't a safe space for me to be anymore and right one thing I figured out um a little bit afterwards is it's like super important to stay grounded and stay connected with myself for my girls so to stay in a hostile environment like that like I wasn't going to be a good dad if I kept going down that road so I was like I need to get out you were aware of that at the time no I think it was just more of an intuition feeling like mm-hmm. this is going to destroy me if I stay here yeah I'm literally going to get destroyed yeah. so I just got out everything that was important to me and went to my parents house so what was that like like that turning point of like this uh, is my life now yeah and were well, your parents like wait what yeah I mean my parents didn't see it coming at all they didn't really she never really fit in the family that well mm. um never really got along she actually made it really difficult to spend time with them yeah. we were always with her family and all the holidays right. usually didn't spend with mine and even when we but even when we did you could tell that she was putting on a face or a front and then as soon as we could leave my family she was a different person Uh, and I didn't like that because I didn't like bringing someone who wasn't authentic around people that were like the most important people to me so as far as the transition goes though it was um I'd say easier because there were signs that things weren't working out for a while before it blew up in my face so it was kind of like it was more about the girls like now I'm not going to be able to spend 100% of the time with them. I'm not going to get home from work and they're going to be waiting at the door for me mm-hmm. with hugs and stuff like that. Like that's not going to happen anymore. So losing all that was the big blow up. But like the losing her part of it was like kind of knew deep down inside that that was going to happen eventually someday. Yeah. Right. Not right. crazy. Yeah. Damn. That is that that like we kind of have almost the same story, but a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little like different. It, when I was listening to your podcast, it blew my mind to hear that you were living in your parents' basement. You mm-hmm. have two daughters, and they're almost the same age as mine. Yeah. And I just barely left my marriage, yeah. and mm-hmm. you just barely ended yours. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I feel like both of you too, because I know both of your stories a little bit. Were in a place where you were questioning like yourself, like what is it about me? Like, oh yeah, am I the problem? Oh, you know gosh. what I mean? Constantly like asking yourself, like, am I the problem? And like, I don't know. How do you get out of that? Oof. How do you step out of questioning yourself and wondering if you're the one who like fucked everything up? And like you're saying, like you were just talking about, you know what I mean? All those questions of like, oh, I'm fucked up. Like, this is all me. How do you get out of that? The remembering that negative self-talk especially in your head is probably the worst thing for you on this planet earth yeah right (laughs) like controlling what you say out of your mouth is super easy but those thoughts that pop in your head are like the most difficult to control self-sabotage self-sabotage and especially as a man you blame yourself when things go wrong like you're supposed to provide and you're supposed to make the relationship work and you're supposed to fight and when it didn't that's when you internalize everything and for about a couple months it was i was the problem and i did all the wrong things and what could have i done better Right. why did she have to go find someone else I should mm-hmm. have done this that the other right and then you remember that negative self-talk is really important practice positive self-talk and then you doing that is a like the pathway to realize that in all actuality you weren't doing all the wrong things mm-hmm. like it just she chose to do what she did and it wasn't because of anything that I did 
and it's not on you like and that was her decision that's like her that decision. was like their decision that's not your shit yeah when Which you have that huge dis- thing yes when you have that distinguishing like factor it's like oh my god it has nothing to do with you right yeah. all is right. like her own self-reflection mm-hmm. which is trippy which is the next leads right into the next lesson that you learn is that the, the things that are out of your control you cannot control over. Mm. and worrying about them mm. and having anxiety about it is part of not staying grounded as a follower can't just sit here and worry all the time and mm. when you go through a divorce people try to give you advice on like lawyers or what you should do and people are saying i should put a gps chip in her car like, oh my god literally oh my god. like why i'm like i'm i'm not going to turn into that why like, my yeah, whole life no, thanks be focused around that like yeah my daughters are the goal that's what's most important right now so that's Literally. what i'm focused on right i'm not gonna get a file full of paperwork that i can go into court and i know with, like, take mm. screenshots save yeah. that yeah. it's like mm. yeah. i'm don't not delete a single text message yeah i did take some vo- voice recordings yeah because someone advised that but. it kind of is good to have i have a whole folder <laughs> on my ex like yeah. of just stuff that has been really fucked up that like if he ever decided to go crazy and like try to use something against me like I have that backup which makes me feel good but also like I don't like to focus on that no, you know what I mean no, I don't no, like no. having it at all yeah. I want it gone I just right. want to let this stuff be the past and right just right. focus on the girls in the future right I think I'm gonna say that a lot this podcast yeah is on the girls. well that's what it is especially when you have kids like getting a divorce is one thing but when you have a kids it's a whole different picture right like a whole different experience you know right but it kind of makes it easier I would say in a way because you have them to focus on and it's like oh now you are my focus you know what I mean like let's focus on the kids and what's best for them and I mean co-parenting is a whole other thing but how do you guys co-parent like is that has that (sighs) been okay for you guys like are you civil we're civil for the most part yeah um she does this thing where she likes to text me and micromanage and yep. make me feel like I don't know how to like simple things like brush their teeth at night or yeah. have my oldest like not have accidents and mm-hmm. have her go to the potty every couple hours like I know how to do all this stuff yeah like, I am a good dad I'm very attentive when I'm with them especially because it's limited time I am yeah. like right. zoned in and with them but you guys were talking about earlier with like dad guilt like sometimes I'm not yeah. zoned in and my energy levels aren't the best or I'm having a bad day and then the, the dad gets gets mm. set in but for the most part like I know how to do all this parent stuff so you can just like back off yeah I trust when you have them that you're the mom and you're taking care of them to the best of your abilities you should have yeah. the same respect trust and belief in me yeah. yeah so like hearing you talk about that all I can think of like from her perspective is probably like this loss of control like that your girls aren't with you and it's like oh like oh my gosh like you start to worry because they're not with you and like that you're not able to do those things for them mm-hmm. and it's like oh because I think I do that sometimes with Keaton but it's not it's not that bad it's just like sometimes I'll have these little thoughts of things that I'm like oh I hope he's doing this and I'll like text him but it's because I'm not there to do it yeah. for him or yeah. when you freak out that Keaton put an accelerator in his little his little jeep oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah to make it go 15 miles an hour and he's three and I'm like, like those little plastic electric jeeps like, that kids uh, ride around yeah, the neighborhood. The car, yeah. put, put, put another battery in it that <laughs> high, like more high voltage, and so he go can go faster. We're gonna turbo like, this shit. He's yeah. three, pretty much. You know, we're gonna but... get lifted. We're gonna get the right. flaps with the girls on them. <laughs> See, oh initially... my god, give me a break. Yeah, and initially, like that stressed me out. I'm like, what are you doing? But also. I can't control that. No. That's what they do there. And I just yeah. have to like trust that like he's keeping him safe and that's what it is. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Well, yeah. for a while there, um, since I get them every other weekend, on the weekends where they get dropped off, they'd be like, she, it was like four or five in a row. Like, she's like, the girls aren't feeling the best. They're, they, they're sick or um, Thea has a fever. We'll probably need to take her into the doctor on like Monday or Tuesday. I'm like, what are you doing where every time they're with you for an extended period of time, they're coming back with fevers and they're mm -hmm. sick and they're not feeling the best. Like what, what's going on over there? Yeah. But that just leads back to what you can't control. You can't oh control. I'm not going to sit there and micromanage what she does with them. Right. And as long as they keep coming over and happy and smiling and giggly, then. Do you ever feel okay. like that's kind of a ploy to, for you to say, oh, well, how about you just keep them? Or is she ever like, well, can I just keep them? Cause they're not feeling well. Um, she hasn't pulled that on me yet, but sometimes I am afraid that she's saying that just so we don't like go out and do something fun. Like, Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Like keep, yeah keep them in keep them in like keep us doesn't... just watching shows and be boring so they like like mom's so house they better. don't wow i try not to dive into that too much though yeah. right like, but yeah you can't help but think about it mm -hmm. yeah right. that is like see so my ex is 10 years older than me okay i feel like i don't really have to deal with that and i'm grateful for that like that's good yeah he <clears throat> he's really good i wanted to ask you when you go back to the house that you live in together, do you have to prepare yourself like energetically? Because when I go take my kids there, I get a pit in my stomach when I'm like a mile away and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. I got this. Mm -hmm. Turn down the street. I got this. I got this. Pull in. I got this. Take my kids in, like sit there and like have to walk myself through it. And then I leave and I cry every time. Yeah. every there's, single time there's sometimes i have to pull over right away and just and walk. just cry mm -hmm. yeah. yeah but it's not because of like the experience like going back to a house or seeing my daughters run up into his arms or anything like that it's just like having to drop them off and be without them at all right and you're like okay now i'm alone and, and that's where the pit comes from it's like i know in about 10 minutes i'm gonna have to be alone for not a second and, but then transition because there's there's dad brain and then there's me by myself brain yes so i cry and then you transition back to just me brain and i'm like okay no let's go do something fun and yeah for and a while i was instantly go. go to the gym because the our, our old apartment was like literally like 30 seconds from the boston spanish fork yeah so i would drop them off and before i thought about anything or did anything i blasted my music and i was in the gym pumping weights out that's amazing that's amazing yeah. that is such a well, good idea if i didn't i was gonna just i would Lose just it. sit in my car and ball yeah so do you think that i like, don't like talk about it because i would want yeah, to i know yeah. that's okay <laughs> <laughs> um do you think that like over time like it's gotten easier for both of you to like drop your kids off and to like be in that scenario like we were talking about this morning like yes. the armor that you have to put on like yeah can you talk a little bit it, about that? It's like adding plates onto a suit of armor. Mm -hmm. So I already protect myself from certain things. Like I don't, I don't let people treat me certain ways or cross boundaries or lines. So there's already armor on me. Mm -hmm. But then you go through that scenario where you have to drop off your daughter and watch them jump into another man's arms mm -hmm. and say, get in and be so excited. And yeah. it adds armor because you're like, I'm not going to let that affect me. I'm not going to let that ruin my day. They're happy. They're so happy. I got to be okay. So yeah, your kids already have armor. a stepdad basically really yeah it was he moved that week and a half period that we tried to live together I moved out the next night he moved in mm. and they've been living together ever since they've bought a house and she's pregnant yeah. holy yeah. shit that is fast mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy huh think about what yeah yeah 
So that so is like double, triple whammy. Holy shit. Yeah, you need yeah. the armor for that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So armor plates yeah. got added real quick. Yeah. That is like freaking, I'm sorry. Like, holy okay. shit. Like my situation sucks. And well, damn, what I think about with yours stuff. is like the anticipation of it. Cause I didn't know mine was going to happen. All of a sudden one night it just blew up in my face, but yeah. you were going through like what mm-hmm. like a couple years Few, of, yeah years like i just knew decision. i knew like that we weren't gonna be together when i yeah. pictured my have you ever like gone into something new it could be a new endeavor it could be like oh you're interviewing for a job or you're gonna try a new gym or da 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 and then you like you just can't see it and you're like i you just, can't see it for your future yeah it's like, like oh you can't see it yeah yeah it's not yeah. gonna happen mm-hmm. i've done that with like events like yes. hanging out with friends i'm like i can't you're see like i already know happen, so i don't i think they're gonna back out i don't think this is yes actually gonna happen. yeah or yeah. you know you're Intuition. not gonna feel yeah. yeah you're like i already know this isn't gonna happen but i'm going yeah. along with it for a minute that's what it was like when i pictured my future and had visions of like where i was i was always in a place by myself with my kids mm. Mm. that's what i saw I couldn't see us together and it, I just couldn't. That's a weird thing too, because you don't see yourself together, but then you're still in it. So it's like, when yeah, is this going to end? I like, was how out. is this going to end? Like, it's like this, like you're waiting for the ball to drop. But yeah, it's like, I didn't know how it was going to end, gonna when happen. it was going to end, yeah. but I knew it was going to end. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I would like save my money and like have sure. a bunch, have a bunch of money. And I would even talk to him about it. Like I have this weird thing where I just need a way out and I can't explain it. And like we would talk so openly about everything. And then yeah. like last summer, probably around the time that you were going through your shit yeah, at the hardest summer. point, like I had a big chunk of money saved and he was like, let's put some money down on the house. And I was like, oh, I just like, this is my way out. Like I, I can't, I can't. And then finally I just had told myself, I was like, Elena, shut up. Just put the money on the house. You're staying quit. Mm-hmm. Even thinking about leaving, just stop thinking about it. There's no reason to leave. You should be happy you have everything mm-hmm. you're good like well, no, yeah and then when he's like telling you that you should be okay <laughs> that doesn't yeah. help yeah yeah and yeah. he's like yeah it's a battle within yourself and you're battling yourself which I do yeah we all do but like I I don't know something was missing yeah and yeah. I just but I did I put the money down on the house and then I had like a handful but not enough to leave and then like when it came time to leave this year I was like damn it. I put all my money on the house. Like, <laughs> oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that, but right now you're going to get a huge chunk of money though. So yeah. Now like you get my settlement and it's not that that fixes anything. Like it's going to yeah. put me in a better spot for me and my kids, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be divorced ever. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I never thought that. How were like the couple weeks up to pulling the trigger and actually saying, to him like I'm leaving it was crazy because I didn't know it was about to happen I literally like just woke up one day and went down the stairs and it was like what the fuck like the night before I had put my girls in the tub and it was like all in that moment I could see the night before that and the night before that and the night before that to months to years back of me having my girls in the tub Mm. and it's just the same fucking thing every day and I'm like what the hell like it felt it felt like Groundhog Day yeah Yeah. every day was the same I was feeling the same I was doing the same things Mm -hmm. I was 
not feeling good. Like all of it felt negative within myself. Like, Mm. I mean, I love my kids and I love my house and I loved all that. But as far as my connection, I was like, what? Like I'm married, but I'm alone. So like, what am I doing here? What the hell am I I married? And I just like, was like, Hey, like I'm, I'm done. And he's like, what? And I'm like, Oh, like, like I'm done. I really am. And it felt like, like my higher self was speaking through me. Like I wasn't even talking. I remember you telling me that you're like, dude, I don't even know how I had that conversation, but I just did it. it, I just opened my mouth and the words came out and I called my mom. Well, we tried to live together. I was like, we're good. We can live together. It's fine. He was like, you know what? I can't do this. You need to leave or, you know, well, he had told me first, I'll let you keep the house. You can buy me out. And I was excited about it. Mm -hmm. And then he changed his mind quickly. And he's like, you know what? Since you're the one who wants to leave and and this, you can go like, this is my house. Yeah. And I called my parents and I was like, Hey, like I need to come. And they came over that day. We packed my stuff and I left. And I remember driving away and I was like, am I doing this? Oh my God, like I left. I left. What the fuck? Like I just left. And was it instant relief? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know, like I knew, but I didn't know how hard the coming months were going to be. Like this year has been so hard. Yeah. But it's been so amazing. Rewarding too. Like I am in such a good place. And mm. but I still have my days where I literally can't even function and I cry all day. Like, yeah. and it sucks. And I hate yeah. it. And I resented for so long the way I felt in my marriage it's crazy yeah like I I hated that I felt that way I didn't understand why I felt that way like how can I have everything but feel like this yeah what is wrong with me that moment that you're talking about where like your higher self was just speaking through you I Mm -hmm. had that too when I decided to leave because there was months and months and months that I was just like what am, what am I, I doing? doing here? Like, yeah. I'm not even happy. Like, I've completely lost myself. I don't even know who I am. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you start to just like, yeah, just realize that there's another way. Yeah. And I don't and have to yeah. stay here. And then one day yeah. it just happens and you're like, I'm done. And it just kind of clicks and you don't really know like what's to come or how this is going to be. But all you know is that like, I got to get out. Yeah. And you That's do. And like- it's like, oh, damn I yeah. just did that it's a right. weird feeling so when so when you left were you mm-hmm. like did you feel relief or were you just completely heartbroken I was just heartbroken over not yes. seeing my girls yeah that was just like oh. like crushing well that's like spur I, of the moment thing too like you probably weren't like yeah all of a sudden I was just you didn't in know it. all of a sudden I was just in it it's Going like the same thing like every night gonna, yeah and like tucking them in and stuff every single day to getting them every other weekend yeah. like that is a huge huge shift it's yeah. just like but like the build up to having your first kid like if you've never had kids before you're know, like am I going to be able to do this am I going to be a good dad and like I don't know all if I'm capable questions. for some of this mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're holding this baby in your arms and just the the switch flips and for some people it doesn't it's really sad to see mm-hmm. but that's that switch just flips inside you so it was like the same thing all of a sudden I was divorced and single and now this new switch just had to be flipped where I was going to be in single dad mode I have to I'm going to keep saying it but I had to stay um stay stable stay the same you just did it time they come over they just need to be me to be the rock and yeah just did it Mm -hmm. Mm. even when you're crying all day or you're super stressed or you don't know what's going over on there in that house or what the future is going to look like and 
divorce and lawyers and all that stuff is oh, so God. scary and just the like makes you want to puke with how much stuff like they make it so impossible for two people who are married just to separate and like, mm-hmm. just be okay right so like, like why is it like that every little thing yeah, yeah. see it's and that's crazy that's something too that i feel like makes a lot of people stay is thinking yeah. of all of that because yes. it's a lot of stuff i and have to expensive. do and oh, it's a it's lot of so money expensive. Yeah. but it's yeah. stressful to like future trip yourself and think of all of those things and i think like how would i even stay but when you have it? that yeah. moment of just like I, I gotta to get out and then you do like things just kind of unfold as time goes like it also it too, really isn't all this it. stuff at one time that's just what you think it will be yes. you know what I mean yeah. you lose your attachment to like at least in my case I lost my attachment to materialistic things yeah I still get sad when I go to the house because that house was mine like I yeah. made that house mine mm-hmm. I decorated it I put the pots out front I made the flowers that I wanted in the pots yeah. planted them you know and like when I see it, I'm like, how come you get to like have all my home? Yeah, my home. like that's my yeah. home. And so, but now, now, like as of yesterday when I left, I was like, that's not my home. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I finally feel that way. Like mm. I go there and I'm like, this isn't my place. Right. Yeah. But it took me months to get there. That, that where I live now, our old apartment is literally right down the street. So I drive past it all, all the, the time. time. Oh, yeah. And for like the first, I don't know, six months is every time I drive by, I'm staring at it and looking at it. And Memories flood in, energy. Flood in, and, that, and I've gotten to the point where I can just drive down the street and it's just another house. Yeah. Else, it just takes time. It takes yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. You got to remember time. that this too shall pass. Right. <laughs> That's so true. Oh my gosh. So um, you have two little girls. Mm-hmm. So being a girl dad, mm. what is that experience <laughs> like? Oh gosh. <laughs> Little uh-huh. girls will turn any man into jello and get get in touch with your emotional side. It's crazy yeah, how yeah. emotionally driven um, all the choices that my little girls make. It's all right. about their feelings and how they feel about things. Like even things that you say and come out of your mouth. Like my my oldest will catch me all the time. She's like, "That's not nice, Dad. That's not a nice way to say things. Mm-hmm. You should say stupid." Uh-huh. Okay, all right. You're, you're right, like, you're right. right. I need to work Didn't on that. Think about that. Or when they get hurt, it's not rub some dirt in it like you're okay you're okay like, I need mm-hmm. to sit with them for like five minutes while they cry and it's like this time the tiniest little cup on their finger <laughs> mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> yeah they need that the sit and the comfort and I'm like mm-hmm. what for the first while I was like why are you like this like you should just be able to bounce and get up because yeah. I was like that as a kid so I was right. projecting that onto them mm. where I had to learn like you know the comforting side and the emotional side is is really prevalent with them right, right. So living at your parents, do your parents help you a lot too? Oh, Tom's. tom's. You love like mm. seeing in my situation, I love seeing my kids with my parents. Yeah. And my parents mm-hmm. just freaking love them. Like, yeah. and it's the best. It is the best. I'm half mm. and half with it because they get so excited to see grandma and see Aunt Hannah. But I kind of want the same excitement for me sometimes. <laughs> like, what about dad? <laughs> what about dad? Yeah. They spend like the first like 30 minutes over there, like talking to grandma and catching up with the grandma when I want them to yeah. spend some energy and time with me. But it is, it's very cute to see. Like if my sister gets home from work instantly when she walks through the door, Layla's like, Aunt Hannah. And then she is literally tailing like a little shadow around to the house. Her. Yeah. Does your sister like, love it? Oh yeah. She loves it. It's yeah. so cute. And play and it's, yeah. It's and so sometimes weird. it's really nice when you're having an off day to have the parents right there to kind of step in. And That's what I was give just going to go break. into. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell because like yeah. being a single parent, like when you become a single parent, you have this moment of like, 
damn, I have to do everything on my own now. Like if I'm feeling mm-hmm. stressed out, I don't have somebody else to help me out. Right. But like having your parents, it really does take a fucking village to like it raise does. kids. I was thinking it does. the same thing. It's yep. so true. Like it helps you so much, especially when you're a single parent, you know, Because what be able would you do that. instead when you're having a bad day? They would yes. be stuck in front of a screen or on the iPad. Right. Or oh yeah. And I've done that. that. really want, yeah, I've done that too. Yep. I've done that too. We do. Yep. Speaking yep. of that, so is that something that you carry guilt over? I Every carry guilt time. over screen time, time too. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I try to like, there's YouTube. I'm really careful with YouTube because in kids videos, they'll sneak in like sexual. Oh, shit hell yeah, they do. And like really fucked up crap. And mm-hmm. so I'm really careful with YouTube, but there's actually playlists that I've like watched myself first that are all just about animal facts. Yeah. So I try, if it's going to be a, a binge session, Layla's going to sit down and she's going to learn some facts about animals because she right. really loves animals. Yeah. She has this huge connection with learning about animals. Mm. And then she'll come to me and spit the facts. And, I love that. You make it educational. It. Yeah. So yes. it helps with the guilt a little bit. Like yes. at least she's learning something. She's experiencing yeah. some part of the world, even though she is sitting in a chair watching a screen. Right. right. Like managing what they watch. Yeah. Yeah. But if they're watching a movie or a show, like I'm watching with them. Mm-hmm. Like I've watched so many episodes of Blue. Like I'm oh cute we just started watching that it's so good it's so so good good. and i've seen all the disney movies like i if we're watching movies or shows i'm usually snuggling them on the couch or in my bed well it's like a moment you know like you're doing it together like it can it's not so i can stick them in a corner and go do something else it's right we need to all relax we've been at the pool for four hours like let's watch riot and the lost dragon oh i love that i love that too so we've spoke a little bit about like you know you're your past and everything with like Mm -hmm. your relationship but as far as like spirituality goes Mm. let's get into that a little bit so (laughs) we've talked about how you used to be like closed off from that for a long time Mm -hmm. like what was that switch because now Mm. you're all in that world so what was that yeah what flipped that switch for you um it definitely was the divorce and needing because i i listened to joe rogan and all these guests that come on talking about spiritual healing and um, teaching all, you, you all these tools and stuff. So I had all the tools in my tool bag, right? but, and I, I just didn't have a reason to use them. Like there was no, mm-hmm. nothing I needed to fix at the time. There's no push, no push mm-hmm. that I didn't realize like hindsight 2020, there was a lot to work on. But, yeah. Um, after you get divorced and there's some healing and the self blame and the negative talk and the, like all the bad stuff that comes with it then all of those tools and practices come in and Mm. that's that switch that flips like oh wait this isn't a bunch of bs like there are other forces out there you just have to kind of tap into them i've said this on my podcast but as soon as you open up that door um you have to be the one to open up the door the universe is never going to open up the door for you and you can't open up doors for other people right that's a hard lesson slapping in the face like you can't slap other people in the face back into reality they have to do it themselves it's so true because I've seen so many people in bad relationships especially in like high school and stuff like dude you need to get out of this you're not yourself anymore this is so bad for you Mm -hmm. but they tell yeah they're never gonna listen Mm -hmm. to you so talking about like those tools that you learned you Mm -hmm. talked about like negative self-talk but what are some of the other tools that you use in your spiritual journey the first one was breathing Mm -hmm. you don't realize how important it is to take 
um, purpose. No, I feel like I know we're both like, like yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah, breathe. <laughs> we forget to breathe. Yeah, we oh, really all the time. do. All the time. You like recognize, like, holy shit, I'm not even breathing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need a deep ass But that right comes now. with the tools of breath work. Like when you start to be aware of breath work, you start to be aware of the fact that you're not breathing throughout right. the day. Yeah. You know, like your body's gonna do it for you, but to do it purposefully, uh, yeah, is huge. Like Wim Hof, that's the oh. Wim Hof breathing method. I yeah. used to because I didn't know it was actually a bad thing, but I used to, on my way to work, um, play the, it's like a minute and a half. It does not take that much time. Yeah. But to fit into my schedule, I'd do it on my way to work while I was driving. Yeah. But you're not supposed to, because you can like pass out or yeah. hallucinate or have, become an emotional. You're like bearing so off. I didn't know I was like in danger. I was always fine. Yeah. But, and I don't do it while I'm driving anymore. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Just that, the feeling that you get um, taking purposeful breaths, just the stress relief and kind of taking that control back into yourself because you kind of realize how fucking powerful that you are as a human when you say i have the control yeah right so i have the power right so is there any other tools that you can think of off the top of your head meditation okay um that's a huge tool Mm -hmm. just to be able to sit with thoughts and have them have their space Mm -hmm. like clouds in the sky you're going to let them be there you can't control them Mm -hmm. but they just pass by and just Mm -hmm. your thoughts need to be the same thing Mm -hmm. let it be there sit with it but don't attach to it because when as soon as you attach to anything whether it's positive or negative there's consequences and you're gonna go down right. a rabbit hole with that that really helps with the negative self-talk Huge. like being aware Huge. of the negative self-talk yeah. meditation is a great tool for that yeah mm. attachment is like one of those things that once you finally release it to everything and you're just like i'm good with just me i'm not going to like you know, attach yeah. to anything or attach a meaning to anything or like, I don't know, just the whole word of, of, of attach is yeah. so, a huge thing to let go. Mm. When you yeah. let go of it, it's like, oh, you take your power back. That's oh such a gosh, tool yeah. in itself just to be okay with just being you and yes. by yourself. Oh my gosh. Yes. You're like, no, my, my happiness does not depend on anybody yeah. else. My success does not depend on anybody else. Like mm. I am me and meet me here you yeah. know That's nobody so can trump you when you're that but it's hard it's always this swinging pendulum like you don't want to swing too far to being okay by yourself and being alone and mm-hmm. being isolated but yeah. you don't want to rely too much on people right community is like it's super huge. important yeah That's another lesson that i've learned is you don't isolate don't feel like your problems are just you and no one's ever gone through it and no one will understand like mm. there's people around you to care about and talk to it's all about and those are tools right and they need it too like when we first got on today well before we started recording I asked you is there anything you don't want to talk about and you're like no someone might need to hear it right. and I love that outlook mm-hmm. it's so true like just by being authentic other people are like oh right yeah. I'm okay to be me they're okay to be them so I can be me I feel like people are starving for that nowadays yeah authenticity yeah, yeah. because it's yeah it's difficult to show up as yourself when you put yourself out there like we have with the podcast like you have with the podcast mm-hmm. like you are now we're asking you hard questions yeah like yeah. it's scary it. <laughs> yeah no you're doing great you're doing awesome for you're real you. Yeah. you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. be real like when you're real no one can say shit to you right. and then somebody hears like what you're talking about and it pulls them out of their bubble of like oh damn i'm not the only one you know what i yes. mean like right. other people go through this i just got the chills like that mm-hmm. stuff that's spreading your life so eye-opening for a lot of people you know mm-hmm. that's like our intention with the podcast really you yeah know? it is I wanted to ask you too like sure. when you went through your first shattering mm-hmm. 
Like, can you talk about that? What did it look like? What did it feel like? What kind of thoughts were you having and emotions and stuff were coming sure. up? So first, I, I might need a better description of what a shattering is. Okay. I haven't looked into it too much. So what, like, what would you define as a shattering? I think a shattering is, it can be different, you know, in all sorts of ways for every single person. But I feel like it is when your whole reality is shattered. Like okay. you get to this point of just being like, holy shit, like there's another way, or I can't live like this anymore. Like I got to mm. do something different or the divorce was probably a shattering for you because it was so instant of just like, this is a sure. whole different, you jumped through living. a portal to yeah. a different world overnight. Well, like what the hell? Yeah. I jumped into fix it mode so quickly mm. when that happened that I didn't even sit with right. the fact that it could have been a shattering. Okay. It wasn't until I think like a couple months later, um, my diet was really poor. I was drinking a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, things got really dark, and mm. I was listening to dark music. And I turned my kids off and listened. I won't listen to the song so anymore by NF. Up. He's got this song called Numb. Mm. And I, won't, I won't listen to it anymore. But I was Ugh. driving on my way back, and I was like, you know, my kids have a new dad that they're happy with. Yeah. I'm living in my parents' basement. I'm a freaking loser. Oh. I'm just this center meeting is looking real good to drive into right now. Mm-hmm. And just, let's not deal with any of this anymore. Yeah. So I feel like that was a shattering in a way because yeah. I stopped and I was like, this is, you're so wrong, dude. Like, what are you doing? That is, that's what are a you doing? that is a shattering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so it just clicked one day. Talking about it right now, like I can all of a sudden feel like yeah. almost going super saiyan, like Goku, like I've got an energy filled around me saying yeah. that I was able to stop and say like, this is not the way. Yep. Um, it's your higher voice. self. Yeah. 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 In your head that like, you're not even really aware of, but it pops in and it's like, oh damn like it kind of drops yeah. you out of your whole slaps you in the face you know like, yeah. you have potential mm-hmm. quit mm-hmm. sitting on it mm-hmm. yeah like we can go down the whole shame it's like we were talking about last night with the yeah. addictions right like the shame game like yeah. I have the same thoughts like I'm a freaking loser I'm almost 30 and I live in my parents basement mm-hmm. getting divorced, divorced like single yeah single mom what career. the hell like it right. sucks but also like no, I just have where a you lot are. of potential. Like yeah. we have potential. Every single one of us has a purpose. Right. Even if it's just how you affect the people at your table, how you got that handwritten note yeah. the other night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that made that your day. It does. <laughs> like just that tiny little thing. And she did that because you affected her in that way. Right. So like what that is so beautiful for people that are listening. You got a little oh, note. Yeah. So for people who don't know, um, I'm a server at Texas Roadhouse. That's like the new, I got two jobs because child support's pretty expensive and I do want to get my own place, but right. started serving food there. I've never served in a restaurant before my whole life. What? Yeah. Or bartended or anything like that. I've always done like hands-on work, like electrician and stuff like that. What made you think of Texas Roadhouse? It just, it opened up and I was on, I was just scrolling through Indeed and it popped up as a job opening. And I was like, that sounds super fun. Like to be a part of a team. Cause I did work at the uh, Costco food court. Yeah. Um, a, a long time ago i hate yeah going through years in my head <laughs> right i know right it doesn't even older. matter yeah back when so long ago. <laughs> anyways um and just having that team of people just knowing like 10 or 15 people consistently was yeah. pretty awesome so i was like there's gonna be a team there and i'll be able to talk to people and a good way to practice getting out of my shell and stuff so um took the job but there was this experience the other night where um i sat down at this table like six people and there was this 12 year old girl in the corner um didn't really say too much to me at all but um just being myself and being funny and getting them drinks and refills and talking through them 
uh, talking to them throughout the night. And then at the end of it, she hands me one of the napkins that are from the table and she drew an uh, anime version of me with my name on it. And on the back was like, thank you, Braden, for being the best server. And so just, cute. Like there could have been a thousand dollars on the table or that napkin and the napkin would make me feel way better than getting a thousand dollar tip. Like right. it was just, yeah. I put it like, I've got this board with all of my daughter's drawings on it mm-hmm. and right to the right, I like put it in the board. Cute. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, yeah, you'll never forget yeah. that. Oh, that's so As cool. a reminder that like you have the power to affect those around you in positive ways. Mm. And like you guys have been talking about your ability to compliment people on the fly mm-hmm. is like, I oh, yeah. start doing that too. Yeah. Because it's huge. If you think something positive about someone, say it. just freaking just say, say it. it. Mm-hmm. Like just say it. They yeah. need it. You're not we putting yourself it. below that person. No. No. Yeah. Yep. Getting in your head about what are they going to think if I say this right. thing? Like, you know, what they're going to oh, think yeah. is just a smile and happy. <gasps> oh, <laughs> that chick over there at the sushi burrito. Oh yeah, she Wait, probably thought I had a lesbian crush on her. <laughs> sushi burrito, so good. I know. We love sushi. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy. So we've been talking a little bit about your podcast. Mm-hmm. What, like, what made you start a podcast? You guys. <laughs> how did you, you even? <laughs> how did you even? start listening to it ours her oh Sadie told you about it okay yeah yeah and then you listened and I listened um me and my brother he's my gym buddy so we've been talking about how our conversations are so entertaining and so insightful and Mm -hmm. kind of letting our egos get the best of us but thinking our our conversations would be podcast worthy yeah so I'm like yeah I've, I've wanted to do this for a long time and then I talk or I listen to all these successful people who say how important journaling is and like mm. writing down your thoughts and getting them out there into the universe. So I'm like, I need a journal, but I hate writing. I don't know uh, why, but I just hate writing. You yeah. do? I can't do it. Yeah, my handwriting is terrible. I don't like writing. It's not your thing. Yeah. So I was like, well, I could just use a podcast as a way to journal, just oh. get it out there into the universe mm-hmm. and speaking into the verse. Yep. But um, listen to your guys' podcast. I'm like, wait, hold on. You don't have to be a famous person or right. a comedian or have all this huge backing you can just get on and it's like america you just start a podcast yeah the first time yeah. we ever hung out you did your first episode that yeah, day that same day yeah <laughs> that was kind yeah. of cool wow like, oh, yeah good job you're doing it you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean and it really takes just thought like i'm gonna do it you know yeah and not in your head about it just like i'm gonna do it yeah yep yeah, because I did it because you guys did it. Now my dad is doing it. Oh, what? So he's going through like his Norwegian lineage and talking about oh. all of his cool stories from living in Canada and stuff. So it's that's cool. oh wow, yeah. that's yeah. cool. So, like, because your guys's energy, I was affected, and now mm-hmm. I get to affect like my dad, who's like that like, shit spreads. Yeah. Oh, really, truly does. Yeah, so rewarding. you guys have you're fucking powerful. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so <are> you. <laughs> we try. We, we all try. are right. Yeah, we are. <laughs> We all have like the opportunity to do that and like affect other people, you know, mm-hmm. even the compliments like we were talking about, like we all have that opportunity. Yep, we do. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. So what's your podcast called? Just Speaking into that. the verse. Speaking into the verse. And it's really good, you guys. You guys should <laughs> go listen. Spotify. Okay. Yeah. It is a journal style podcast, but I do like to cover my ideas about spirituality and mm-hmm. even a little bit of conspiracies and stuff like that. Just I love that you do it on your own. Yeah. Like I admire you for that. That's yeah. Freaking, wow. So yeah. cool. It takes courage to yeah. do that and to just like keep conversation going with yourself. Like I wanted to start a podcast for probably like two years. Like I've talked about it a little bit on here before, but that was like, I just wanted to do it so bad. And I kept trying to find like the right person to do it with. And like, I thought about a couple of times, like, oh, I could just do it alone. And instantly I was like, nope, like I'm not doing it alone. <laughs> like that's too scary. Like I couldn't do that. Like I would get in my head about it. And yeah. then 
I found Elena and I'm so glad I did mm-hmm. because you know you guys are a great duo yeah it yeah. works out like we get deep we get, we get <laughs> yeah. deep quick the conversations that you have on here are the same conversations that you have out out in the back right? it's like the same your authenticity and the way it comes out on the podcast like yeah like I said before people are craving for that yeah yeah you guys do it so well thank you yeah, yeah thank you yeah. for that feels good it does <laughs> we feel good it feels good damn that's beautiful and being on my own um being solo I talk to myself out loud mm-hmm. in the car all the time so I love that just it, I guess that's practice for the podcast yeah yeah yep have you started doing the whole high-fiving yourself in the mirror do you mm-hmm. only do it with one hand or two uh one one yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and look at yourself in the eyes sometimes like I wink at myself you do <laughs> hey you look good today. Yeah, yeah we yeah. need it yeah, I like it. I do it yeah. yeah or I literally will just say out loud like you're doing fucking great boss yes like, you got this yeah you got this you're yeah. doing awesome so we kind of talked about why you started your podcast but like what's the goal for your podcast just to keep journaling are you ever gonna have guests like do you want yeah, it to go that yeah. route? Yeah, so like, guess guess would be cool. I think I'm having my brother on first. Okay. I got to figure out how to do the multiple mic system on my computer first. Yeah. But, um, yeah, guess. But there is no goal in mind. Like, if there's only ever eight people that listen, great. If there's yeah. eight million people that listen, amazing. Cool. I'm going to try to keep it the same. See, and that's what's so beautiful is, like, the intention is to, like, do it for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, do it for you to grow. And, like, in turn, that authenticity does fucking spread. Right. Right. Yes, it does. and you've seen we've had the best example of it in our lifetime joe rogan mm. is he's just stayed authentic the entire time always has the goal in mind to learn and to grow and just talk right. to cool people who have cool fucking stories and do cool things yeah and it's the most listened to podcast of all time it's just because oh. it's just authentic there's no needs to say certain things to appease advertisers Mm -hmm. or the management group it's just him and jamie and that's it and he's pissed people off too like he's you know and he's like good with it yeah (laughs) he's authentic yeah he's like well this is it if you don't like it that's great yeah Yeah. that's your shit yeah yeah which is very few i feel like very few people have that opinion of right of that podcast right 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 right. he's hilarious have you ever seen his netflix specials (laughs) yes I yeah, love, he's so I love good uh-huh. you need to watch yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. like for real he's Rogan's good crystalia good. is good mm-hmm. is so oh yeah. my gosh seeing somebody like in that state is just cool mm-hmm. you know like we were talking about with sports last night oh, like yeah. seeing somebody like in their zone and whatever their their niche is is so cool to see it is it's a yeah. feeling and it's like different oh, for all damn. of us it's yeah. amazing to watch for family members yeah but as a parent, it's like, it almost brings me to tears watching it when my kids do it. Like mm. when I watch Layla draw and right. she's in her little flow state. I mean, she's her, she's not that skilled because she's yeah. four. She hasn't that much time to practice, but just to sit her, sit and watch her create mm. and be in her little zone. Nothing better, like, than, that. Nothing better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited to see what she does. Right. Oh, I love that. So to close this out, um, if there is like one piece of advice that you could tell somebody who is a new single dad mm-hmm. what would that be oh it's tough because there's a lot yeah like me there's a, a lot things. this is like asking somebody what their favorite band is yeah time, their favorite song. <laughs> you can't you okay. can't because there's so much yeah. that goes into it but like um, when you're going through that initial hell of just like what the fuck do i do you what know would what you I mean? what, like, what would you tell yourself if you could talk to yourself at that time oh uh, that this too shall pass oh yeah that That's is such good. a big saying that mm. I've been saying in my head that trust yourself, 
you've got this and that this too shall pass with enough time mm. and you'll be in a better space and a, and a better spot for it yeah oh that's so this beautiful. will pass yeah can you grab my cards like you I guys say all the time that the river flows you the bottom one yep i love that yep. saying let the river swim the fish <laughs> yep yeah we're gonna pull a card because i just had a little a little feeling that we should so sorry mary you might hear us shuffle yeah i was gonna say don't <laughs> shuffle the mic do we always go back to that <laughs> i know mary doesn't even listen anymore mm-hmm. yeah Mm. this has been a beautiful conversation it has I, yeah. I really think it's gonna like be eye-opening for a lot of people you know yeah I like having both of our perspectives like single mom single dad like see this is the stuff i used to believe was woo-woo there you yeah. go yeah how do you feel about it now that it's amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, okay. I remember yeah. growing up. I don't know like, if you told the story, but the first time I came over here and you pulled cards for me, I cried. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm, this is a good card. That is neat. Okay, you guys, we pulled number 15. It's the drum. The art on these is so cool. So cool. All right. So it has like a shaman and she has like an uh, eagle wing. And it looks like the head of an eagle, huh? Like yeah. a headdress. Oh, I love these cards. Okay, the drum. The rhythm of the drum tunes you to, to the beating heart of the universe. Its wood frame links you to the trees and helps you journey to the lower world via the roots and the upper world through its branches. The drum skin gives the shaman the powers of the animal kingdom. Striking the drum calls forth the power of the thunder and the rumbling of the earthquake. The drum invites a trance state where healing and prophecy happen. So I pulled it upside down. So we're going to read the medicine. You travel to the beat of a different drum. It's time to acknowledge you do not fit a mold or a role or relationship that is not in tune with you. Find your rhythm. Respond to the heartbeat of the distant drum. The price you pay for lingering becomes higher with each passing day. Now is the time to move on. What? Well, if that isn't it, <laughs> isn't a great way to close the podcast. Halfway through that, we only just looked at each other. We're like, what? Like, Holy shit. That's okay. That always happens for us. So every time we have that feeling, it's just perfect. Well, Brayden, thank you for coming yeah, for on the podcast. Me. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's a beautiful good. conversation. Yeah. And go listen to speaking. Is it speaking into the verse? Yeah, speaking into the verse. On Spotify. And do you have Instagram or anything? Yeah. Plus? Speaking into the verse at speaking the verse pod on, on Instagram. Okay. If you guys listen or have suggestions or yep. hear me say something and you want more explanation on it or whatever. I'm always looking for, for stuff like that. I know you guys are too. It's cool to have people's insights and what they want to hear so right i'm available for that too all that information too will be in the description of the podcast so you guys can go look and listen to the podcast and do you have anything you want to plug no well we have our email if anybody wants to reach out to us it's what is it living in the question podcast at gmail.com yep and then also i'm going to plug if anybody wants a reiki session or is interested in that you can reach out to me my phone number is 801 922-0789. Have, have you had good... one of those yet? Uh, no. No. I haven't had anybody reach out yet, but I'm waiting. So guys, come on. <laughs> Be the I lucky number this. one. Yeah. yeah.
So I hope that you guys have a good week and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.